Hello, and welcome to Conversations Between Widows. I am one of the co-hosts, Tanya Wilson. And I'm your other co-host, LaSharma Jefferson. And we're bringing you weekly conversations about our widow journey. Our purpose is to provide our listeners with a window seat into how two young women who became widows too soon are navigating life after their loss. Our goal is to provide another support system to other widows on the same journey to help them feel less alone. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and shake your head profusely in agreement to what Tanya and I and our guests are talking about. So come on in and enjoy the conversation. Hey, Tanya. How are you? Tired. We attended um, Motor City Comic Con today, me and the kid, and had a blast, but it was a lot of walking and standing. (laughs) Mm. Well, I'm glad you guys got out there because you guys went early, right? Right. But people was earlier than us. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I just know it started raining, even though it was inside because I visited my daughter today. And um, I came home and put on my shorts because earlier today I had on some pants because I had an early uh, breakfast date. And so I had mm-hmm. jeans on. And then since I was going out there to hang out uh, with her and my granddaughters, I said, oh, well, let me put on some shorts. But by the time I was leaving there, which was several hours later, you it, know, it, it had been raining. And <laughs> yes, and it was quite chilly. Right, so, yeah. We're not quite the it's summer, summer yet. Right. By the time it rained, I was back home. So that was the good thing. So me and Ox, I took a shower first, and then he took a shower after me. Uh, because when you're around crowds like that, Corona is still very present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she ain't went nowhere. Her and her, um, as I would call it, her and her Honey. friend, <laughs> yeah, her friend and siblings are up here. That was it, American or whatever it's called. They still, whatever the thing is called now, it's true. They probably moved to a new letter. They, it's still out there. So uh, I shower real good, wash my face, the, everything. And Ox went in there um, and he showered because he tried to sit on my bed. I said, You can't sit. I had to pull one out the old Southern book. You cannot sit on my bed with outside clothes. <laughs> so he went and he showered as well. But we had a grand time. We ever saw, see Scarlet Witch. Which, you know, oh. if you see the new um, Doctor Strange, she was very heavily present in there. And they really touched on, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> you want to turn it off at this moment. <laughs> but they touched on grief. So it was good to see her. And he, I always ask, is she still your favorite? Yes. Scarlet Witch is still my favorite. As you can see throughout the movie, this movie that comes up, how far her power expands. And it expands so far. That's all I'm going to go into that movie. But when you ever see her, you saw somebody dressed like Dr. Strange. So the guy did the little Dr. Strange look. Uh, we saw Batman. We saw some celebrities, too. Alicia, Alicia, or Alicia Silverstone. I think oh, I'm saying her really? name right. Yeah. I, butchered, I butchered names. Um, we saw the two guys from Screen 1. The two that was the, um, the killers. <laughs> they were there. Um, Matthew, oh, I forgot Matthew's last nice. name and street. So they, you know, it's celebrities there too. So you get your, you know, your fan on there. You get to be like, uh, you know, oh my God, it's And then you get to see like how people are dressed up. People are very creative. 
Um, so you see all the costumes. I saw the Catwoman, and my best Catwoman is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. And she hit the lady had the whole get up from that movie, and I was like, I gotta get a picture of you. And she even did the pose, which I thought was awesome as well. Um, and what else? Oh, and then you see people displaying their art. This is a good time to really dive into finding out people's passion and art. And what I like about it, it doesn't matter race, age, gender. It's open. The pencil is your work. You know, the pencil is what get you know guys to this particular art and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's amazing to see them put it into like a comic book. And you know, display they work. It's it's really awesome. I always enjoy going. So I'm glad that you know it's back around again in May. Um, and I'm glad that we went. I do That's nice. I might have to check out something. Um, I know you've gone. You usually always go, right? Yeah. Well, I started going in 2019, and then you know, Corona happened. So the last time I went was in 2021. Okay. I went to that one and it was pretty good because that one happened in October, which was around Halloween. So I feel like uh, even though a lot of people was dressed up here, I felt like a lot more were dressed up during Halloween time, you know, because of Halloween and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But um, but yeah, it it is always a fun time. And if you get some really good celebrities to go. You know, when I went, I think Luke Cage, the guy that plays Luke Cage was there. You know what I'm saying? So you can really um, get some really good pics if you just sneak your camera. If not, you can always do it the honest way, which is pay the money to sit. Oh. (laughs) Pay the money and and you actually get up close and personal pictures. But yeah, girl, sometimes you got to, especially if you don't have the money, you got to just have your camera ready and hit the button and make sure it don't flash. (laughs) But um, but But I'm I'm sure they're used to that anyway. Yes, well, and they look tired. Good. They did because um, uh, Alicia, Alicia, I hope I say her name was Silverstone. I saw her, and I'm used to her being so made up and just like clueless, right? <laughs> and when I saw her, I said she looked tired. Like she looked like she was like it's a long day, and I can't wait till somebody give me my coffee and my notebook <laughs> because oh, I am I'm, I'm tired. And so it is. It's a tiring. It's three days worth. So you gotta keep in mind that they've been there for three days straight. Talking, taking pictures, autographing, talking, autographing, taking pictures. Three days straight. So big ups to everybody that came to Mobile uh, City Comic Con. So, yeah. Well, good. I'm so glad you guys have fun. I'm telling you, my morning started out. Uh, like I said, I had a uh, early morning breakfast date. And um, I just, you know, I love breakfast. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, taking me out, I'm like, oh, yes, breakfast. Brunch, yep. that whole lunch and dinner thing is just like, eh, I don't, I'm not excited about it, but I do love mm-hmm. breakfast. So, did breakfast that. starts the day, yes. breakfast starts the yes. day, yes. And so, then after the breakfast, I went, uh, stopped by my mom's house and spent a couple of hours with her. And mm-hmm. I kind of thought about it because, of course, when it's nice and sunshiny, it makes me want flowers you know this right is, this is springtime about to go into summer and i'm like oh my goodness i want to get my hanging plants and put mm-hmm. them out and i want to get some plants and pile them and you know all of this stuff and so every time i pass by you know one of the uh flower places i just want to pull in but this year 
I got like really excited, like over the last couple of years, being in, in my house, moving back in uh, 2018 or it was 2019 mm-hmm. when I moved in, you know, so I was excited to be in a house again because before that I was in an apartment. So I'm like, oh, I get to plant flowers outside. And so I would just go to wherever I happened to stop and I would just buy stuff. I did not comparison shop. I, I didn't go to different places to see who had the best deal and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But I'm like, now, you know, the excitement has kind of, you know, it's, it's dulled a little bit. I'm still excited, but I definitely want to make cost effective decisions, you know, like places that might be right around the corner. They might not have the good deals. And then, mm-hmm. then like going out to Eastern Market. I hate that I didn't get a chance to go out there today, but I had already committed my uh, Sunday to my daughter and granddaughter. So even though today would have been a wonderful day to go out, mm-hmm. go down to our Eastern Market, I had to pass on that. And but I, I am looking forward um, to getting some flowers out, you know. But I just don't want to spend an arm and a leg because in the area that I live, like you. There are deer, there are groundhogs, there are all kind of little animals. Rabbits. And if, and if you don't get your, your spray repeller and yes. use it all the time, those animals will come and just they just go to town on your plants and flowers that you spent your money on and that you spent your, you know, sweated and everything, digging dirt and pot, you know, planting the flowers. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that spending top dollar if, yeah you, if these animals are going to come out here and chew my stuff up yes um i told you i had a flower in the bag it's pretty when it blooms but it's only there for a day because the deer eat, eat it up and you do want to buy more of a repellent and probably one that's not toxic only because you don't want to kill all the animals you know that ground yeah, i want to kill them i just want to yeah you know, stuff yeah you want them to not be eating your stuff and some stuff does have toxin in there and then you have the dogs so you have to really you know you have to really be careful because you what if they get a hold of it and stuff like well, you, that well usually you don't put but see all my plants they're going to be in the front of my house and my okay. dogs they're usually they're kept in the back yeah. But look, but knowing me, Tanya, I'm gonna <laughs> spray my I'm gonna spray my stuff once or twice and then I'm gonna forget about it. You like that, that? And uh-huh. that's when they get to my stuff. It's like when I forget to set that alarm or set that reminder, you know, mm-hmm. like to set it, you know, every every three weeks. I think it was like a three two to three weeks where you had to spray it again. Cause I know last summer when I bought it, I did remember spraying at least twice you know but then when you get busy and stuff happens and it's like oh man i forgot to spray them you know when i was supposed to and sure enough mm-hmm. here they i look outside and they done chewed up something so yeah they, 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 the deer have a fun day off of mine because I, I don't spray that repellent I, I got more so problem with that groundhog <laughs> digging into my foundation that that's an issue but um, just to go back off the plants because your porch is enclosed, right? Does those I, I got two. I have two. So I have my my enclosed porch, I have house plants and okay. Yeah, but I have my outside porch, and that's the part that it's just oh weird. that's yo, that's, yeah, that's where you want the fly. I wonder yeah. if you could get a tall pillared or a tall kind of vase type of Plants like I can see two tall bases now. That is gonna cost money for those bases because that's kind of what I was looking for for my porch at first. 
and maybe you can put the plants there and they'd be raised up a l- high enough that the animals wouldn't be the only one that would have field day would be the deer but you know you can't <laughs> they gutsy out here in southfield them deer be like oh she just put it up high for me right right to... let me climb up on the porch yeah <laughs> uh, wait a minute i don't have to bend my neck over too much <laughs> But yeah, like maybe, you know, like for the rabbits to stop eating this stuff. But I don't know. Is rabbits really vegetarian? That'd be a question. I don't really know. Yeah, I I haven't seen rabbits in my particular area. I've seen them elsewhere, but, um, you know. Well, Kelly said when you see rabbits, Bestie said when you see rabbits, that means you have uh, fresh air. It's fresh oxygen or something in the air or something. Oh, that's a bad sign that I ain't seen none. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, you know, that is, they've been doing construction, so maybe the air is coming. Oh, that's very true, yeah. Oh, my and then, God. Let's not talk about the construction because they just <laughs> did, they just, the stuff that they're doing on my street right now, it's, I swear, they just did this uh, months and months ago. Like, it's almost like I feel like it was just yesterday that I was mm-hmm. finally able to go down my street both ways. Yeah, they, did give us four they decided to <laughs> come back and do something else. Like, I mean, they done tore up my driveway again. They have sent, um, you know, repaved it, you know, but it's such an inconvenience, you know, mm-hmm. having to do this whole detour and going all around. But, you know, it is what it is, you know, hopefully it'll be over soon. But nonetheless, I'm super excited that, you know, summertime is it's coming. right around the corner. It is. It is. So, wow. so we're going to get into our topic. Today. Yes. Let's get into our topic. Yes. It's an interesting one. Um, And I know what well, we hadn't had the conversation, but when it happened, I was like, oh, we're going to have to talk about this on the podcast, the podcast for sure. So this is one of those topics that is going to affect widows who are, you know, that they have moved through the journey to the point where they are experimenting with dating or maybe even in their chapter two or mm-hmm. possibly they're in the chapter three, you know, depending on you know, how you do relationships, you know, you might have went through chapter two and said, no, that wasn't right. I'm on to this next one. So these are the type of things that, you know, as widows, you're going to find yourself facing, you know, when you start dating and inviting, you know, new people, after you get to know them, of course, you're inviting them into your space. And your space, no matter how much time has gone by in your widow journey, that husband that has passed away is still going to have their place. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like they're always going to be there. It doesn't mean that, you know, you haven't, um, you know, that you're not able to move into a relationship, but their presence is still going to be there. You might have Mm -hmm. children with them. So you have to have, you know, pictures and memories still around, you know, for the sake of your child. And then just because this person was a significant person in your life, you know, you may still have other memories that you keep of them. And I'll tell you, my late husband, because I was not a person that, I don't think I really took a lot of pictures like with exes and stuff like that. Or mm-hmm. maybe just back back in the day, we weren't, you know, it's so now everything is so digital. You snap pictures for everything. But mm-hmm. I didn't recall like really having a whole lot of pictures with my boyfriend. 
So I like remember one from my high school boy, one high school boyfriend, but the other ones, we didn't really have pictures together. And then I maybe had maybe like one picture of each boyfriend might have been floating around somewhere. But when I met my late husband, he was a person who told me he did not believe in discarding pictures of people. Mm. Like, even if it was a picture, you know, of, of whether it was a family member that he couldn't stand or, you know, if it's an ex or, you know, just people. He did not believe. He felt like you don't get rid of pictures, you know, because pictures are they're still memories, regardless right. of what has happened to that relationship. If somebody passed on, y'all had a bad breakup, you know, you don't destroy pictures and stuff. So mm-hmm. that kind of changed my perspective, you know, about that when relationships end, you're like, oh, I don't need to, I don't want this picture ever again, you know, but that time still existed in your life. And it's okay to hold on to photographs, you know, because that's a part of your life journey, you know. Right. So anyhow, you know, I have pictures, you know, of my husband and most of them are kind of away, but I had an interesting situation occur um, a few <laughs> weeks ago. Where I had to do some rearranging to my bedroom um, because my oldest granddaughter, it's so funny that I have to say my oldest granddaughter because I yes. have a second <laughs> granddaughter. Two-time grandma. Right, but my oldest granddaughter, who is only one and a half, you know, she has, she's trained me. She's got me to finally see that I can't have my stuff exactly the way that I want it because she's going to be here, you know? So I bought this really nice um, headboard for my bed and it, it functions as a book. And so I have books and everything in here. But when my granddaughter would come over and when she'd be on the bed, mm-hmm. she'd start pulling my books down and stuff. So I try to make <laughs> the story short. So I decided to move the books from the headboard area and mm-hmm. put them in my um my my uh, drawer what is it it's a dresser but it has the sliding cabinet so i decided to put the books there because i can close that cabinet right so when i started to clean out the cabinet to make room for the books i had a stack of pictures and most of these pictures were pictures of uh, me and my children, you know, like along their years and, you know, some older pictures of me and my mom and my sister and other family pictures. Mm-hmm. But within this bunch of pictures, which was probably about 30 to 40 pictures, it was probably one picture of me and my husband, one mm. picture of my one picture of my late husband and his okay. sister and her kids and maybe one other picture. I can't recall if it was of me and my husband. It might have just been him. It might think it was just him. So anyway, somehow the picture of me and my husband was on top. So I moved the pictures out of the, you know, that cabinet and I stuck them on my fireplace that I have in my room. This electric fireplace is in the middle of the wall. I just right. set it up there to, you know, move it out the way and I'm going with my business to, you know, rearrange these books and what. <laughs> So the pictures, I left the pictures there, not because, oh, I just want to display these pictures. Mm-hmm. That's just where I put them to get them out the way. Couple and it was days, not in a, and it wasn't in a frame, right? Not in a frame. No, okay. not in a frame. Right. I'm going to write you that know. down. Not in a frame. Cause, right. Because I'm one of those people, I like to still print pictures, even when I take them with my phone, you know, because I, at some point, you know, I like to, 
you know, frame them or, you know, put them in other places. I have one friend of mine, she did like this poster board, like a poster board collage of pictures, you know, so then I also play around with scrapbooking. So that's why I print pictures too. But anyway, so my new guy, you know, happened to come over one day. And even though we talked about it earlier in the day, I knew he was coming over, mm-hmm. but the fact that those pictures were there, it was so far from my mind. I didn't even think about, mm. oh, let me move these pictures. And so when he came over, you know, and we're, you know, retired, you know, he spends the night, uh, one or two nights a week when we're together. That's so cute, retired. Yeah, no, when we retired to the, the bedroom. That, and, that, and the pictures, that sounds like somewhere in time. With some old school stuff. <laughs> uh, Christopher Reeves and Jane, uh, oh God, the woman. Uh, medicine woman, but keep oh, going, keep oh going. My goodness, I didn't yeah. that far back, right? When we yeah. tired. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that period talking. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so when we came in the room, I didn't. Let me tell. I did not know. I still didn't notice the pictures because sometimes when you mm-hmm. have something somewhere for so long, you don't even realize it's there. So he, of course, he saw the pictures, but he did not say anything. So. I didn't know until maybe one or two days later when we were talking on the phone. He was at his house. I'm at mine. We're on the phone. And I'm just talking about something. And then he just abruptly says, okay, I, I just, I got to say something. Mm. I'm like, what? I'm thinking, what's wrong? And he says, you know, um, I saw those pictures, you know, Mm-mm. of you and your husband. And here's the thing. So before he said that, I eventually saw that the pictures were there and I did make the connection like, oh, these pictures were here and, you know, he was just over here and I'm thinking, well, he didn't say anything. I said, so maybe he didn't see him. That's what I rationalized in my head or I thought it just wasn't a big deal. So that's why he didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. But here it is, you know, 24, 48 hours later and he's bringing it up, you know, and he's like, well, you know, I know that's your late husband, but, you know, like, were they out because you were thinking about him? You know, were you missing him? And I was like, uh, no. I was like, I really wasn't. I said, they just happened to be there. But it led into this conversation, you know, about um, whether me having those pictures out, if it was a form of disrespect, you know, to this new relationship. And if I'm supposed to go out of my way, you know, like to make sure that any memories of my past relationship with my late husband, you know, if I have to make sure that I put those away, if he's here, you know, and then he kind of make use an example, like, well, what if you had seen a picture of me and my ex? Like, even though he was divorced, he's divorced, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, how would you feel if you were at my place? And you came and saw this picture of me and my ex just sitting out like this, you know. And so and that made, did make me take pause. And I'm like, hmm. okay, well, I know I, I probably, you know, we're, we're human, you know. And now at this stage in our life, even though we're very well aware of the fact that people, we have a past. You know, we date people, we marry people, we divorce people. You know, in my case, I've done both of those. <laughs> but this, <laughs> this time around, I've lost this husband. And even though I have explained to my current guy that me mm-hmm. and my late husband 
it was a less than stellar relationship. You know, we had our good times, but it was a lot of bad things wrapped in that too. But right. even though he knows that, it still bothered him to see those pictures because the picture actually captured a very good moment, you know, between me and my late husband. One of my favorite times, you know, with us together. But um, it, I felt like I was being chastised, I, I have to say. I, I kind of had like, well, God, well, was that really inconsiderate of me? Or is this something that he just has to accept? Yeah, mm-hmm. there are pictures floating around and sometimes it might pop out. It was not meant to be disrespectful, you know, but I can understand how he was just, you know, in a very respectful and calm manner, you know, just asking me to, hey, you know, well, can you just make sure you have stuff like that put away if I'm coming over? (laughs) So I was very anxious to get your thoughts on this. Girl, you know I got it because I had to write some stuff down so I wouldn't forget. (laughs) Okay. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah. The reason why I asked you was the pictures in a frame, because that would have made a difference in the conversation, and I could have saw, I could have seen it a little bit on his side, mm-hmm. um, because that means you still have it up, and it might be some unresolved feelings. Mm-hmm. However, they were not in the frame, and so if you see the pictures were out, I probably would assume, but this is just me assume that, oh, she's just moving them around. Because that's what it sounded like to me when you described the story, how they was laying, how everything was. It described like they was laid in the pile. I mean, they moving from one location and you're probably moving them to a different location. Um, you, the difference between him having a, a picture of the ex mm-hmm. <laughs> and you having a picture of your late husband is the type. This is a picture of your ex that's still well and living. <laughs> and this is a picture of your late husband that is deceased. And unfortunately, pictures are our are, are, are memories sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what sometimes you look back at and it jars that happy moment. Yeah, you described that, you know, the marriage was what you call from sickness to health to death through your part. There were hard times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like New Edition says, can you stand the rain? Stand you were the rain. I went you through were, the rain and the thunderstorm. Uh, yeah, you was in the hailstorm. The huh? tornadoes. Yeah, you you was you was in a uh, snow cane, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, but that's what that is, and th- th- that's the part that they have. That's the part that somebody that's dating a widow would have to understand. That's what distinguishes. <laughs> The divorcee from the widow or widower is because, you know, like you said, you've been both. So, you know, the the two are different. You lost somebody that you would never, ever. Right. We can't get them back together. The phys- yeah. <laughs> see them in the physical form. That's different. And one, if you did have his pictures up, he was still part of your house. and He still would have probably been a part of the house. Had he not passed, that that's a total different thing for him to say. Well, can't um, did you mention he said he couldn't? Ha- uh, I had a conversation about having it up or not having it up, or how would you feel if um, he had his ex wife? Like you can't compare that. That is no comparison to the two. That's the first thing he has to come to grips. 
you're dating a widow. You're not dating a divorcee. You dated one that was divorcee, but when she, this title, this chapter of your book is The Widow. Mm-hmm. That's the chapter of the book. <laughs> it's not the divorcee, no more. It's the widow. Uh, second, um, why would you feel some kind of way over someone who's not in the living physical form? Because you can't compete with a ghost. I just, yeah, yeah, right. you know, what the spirit, like, that doesn't, this is not um, Young and the Restless, boo boo. And right. Stefano, or was it Days of Our Lives when Stefano kept coming to lie? It's just not it. Yeah, girls sitting at the table. Anyway, but you, you, this is not the same. Like, there's a whole different feeling on that. And I wish there was like classes <laughs> who could take the talk. So they significant like when you dating someone, like there's dating one on one or something for people because this dating realm is a little bit different. Now, do you know for him to say something about the pictures? I again, I don't know why such a big deal because they were in the form of it looked like I said, which from what you described, it looks like you're moving it from one spot to another. So I wouldn't say and, anything. Right. And not only that, he also, because I asked him, I said, well, did you look through the, the other pictures? Because like I said, it was a stack of pictures. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if you look through a stack of pictures and you see two or mm-hmm. three of the pictures have him in it, and then the other 38 or 28 are other people that right. should have been a clear sign that no I wasn't sitting up just going through the memories of my life you know with my late husband but wonder if you was what was wrong with that and I, I don't know I think with that I think that maybe I can't say whether he was I don't think he was like jealous I think he just was maybe because where we are in our relationship Mm-hmm. I think maybe he could just be like, okay, well, if you're thinking about him like that, does that mean that maybe you're not ready, you know, for this type of committed relationship? That could be something that he may think. Um, but my thing was, I really wish he would have brought it up in that moment. Right. He because let it marinate. Yeah. And because to me, that mm-hmm. winds up being a trigger. <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you, going back to my late husband, mm-hmm. one time, my my husband, this is actually a funny, funny story. It's a hilarious story. Oh, my God. I probably should write about it and submit it to uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. They're looking for, like, funny stories. But this was so hilarious to me. So one time, <laughs> I was traveling. I, was, I went out of town. I can't remember if it was probably a sorority event or something like that. And I borrowed my daughter's luggage because I think at the time I was kind of new to traveling again. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have my own luggage. And I think I used hers because at the time my husband used to travel a lot, but I didn't use his. So I used my daughter's luggage. So Mm -hmm. when I come back from the trip and I took all of my stuff out, you know, and put it away, this luggage was put like in the, in the, closet or whatever right and so Mm -hmm. then at some point my husband or my late husband I think he wanted somehow he wanted his sister to use the luggage and when he Mm -hmm. was going through the luggage to like to give it to her girl some condoms fell out of the luggage Mm. okay 
So he sees these condoms. Do you know he did not say anything? Uh-oh. He didn't say it, it wound, I think he wound up holding on to that for mm. like about, I would say it might, I'm going to say it might not have been quite a month, but it was some weeks. And when he brought it up, I think I was like going through the luggage again. And then he was like watching me go through it. He was watching me go through it because he knew I was going to see these condoms. And then, of course, when I see him, I'm like, oh, shoot. And then he's like, "Uh uh-huh. But it just, it took me back to that place because I'm like, if you saw this, why wouldn't you just ask me about it? But the fact that you saw it and then you marinated, how do I know what you were thinking? How do I know what type of decisions you might have made because of what you thought? of this luggage and then when i tried to tell my my late husband at the time, i said these were this is taya's luggage and these are hers and he like uh uh-huh, you can tell me anything or something it was just so crazy but it was funny to me because i couldn't believe that he had like seen it I, I just was imagining what he was thinking and like why he wouldn't say anything in that moment so that's kind of what i thought you know when my current guy saw the pictures i'm like we could have squashed that and he was yeah. like, oh, what's, 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 oh, I see these pictures here. And I could have easily explained it. You know, you sit. I mean, I don't mind the person. I guess there are some instances where you have to think about things. Maybe he didn't want to jump to conclusions or uh, maybe he was upset and he didn't want to start an argument, you know, but I don't know what it was. But I wish he would have just said something then because mm-hmm. when he brought it up, the time that he brought it up, then it just it just kind of created this uncomfortable situation because number one I don't like to feel like I did something wrong and it was making me feel like I had wronged him in some way yeah and I'm like but I just it was such a simple thing and I hate for you know when I care about somebody I didn't want him to feel like oh you know I'm keeping something from him or I'm harboring you know these some type of questionable uh, feelings about the current relationship it was just like I just you know I, I didn't like that feeling you know and so I had to go to bed two nights later about something that you know we could have addressed in that moment and not even had to happen and I know you hate it because then you be like well dang he felt that the whole time and they up there sleeping nice and pretty so yeah. they done said what was on their mind because they hadn't been sleeping good and they made you uncomfortable exactly yeah I think it's more so it depends on the person but I see that a lot in guys they are people that don't like to be caught off guard and they like to be in control so that probably prompts them not to react right away because that would be they lost control um, if they have a you know full out reaction to it, but yeah, as for the condo story, that is funny because you should have <laughs> thought, wait a minute, these might be my stepdaughter's stuff and not mine. But then that goes back to the perception of what he had a uh, you, and then the perception of what he had of uh, women. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. the last relationship yes. and, and infidelity, oh and I think that plays a factor even with your new guy, how he responded to those pictures. I feel like it's still that insecurity part. Yeah. And that's and no one can do anything or fix that but you. You have to and when I say you, I mean him. He has right. to fix his own insecurity. 
you're this person is no longer here this is what happened this is what grief is and at the time you was just moving some pictures so I was moving some pictures i hate it, when it, it, so so innocent yeah it's because of true like that yeah and you feeling some kind of way again you you're not the be all in all this is what happens when you deeply love someone and they're gone things like this happen but in your case he jumped to conclusion because of the fact that it is a, probably an insecurity deep down. Um, we don't know what that is. Usually guys keep that to themselves. It's very rare. When they finally opened up, you'd be like, well, you should have did that a long time ago because I'm about ready to drop you. But yeah, like by the time they open up to what that is, then, you know, usually it's like, well, you should have said that from the beginning and it's been drawn out. And like I said, both of them seem like an insecurity issue because if they know you, if they believe in your relationship and believed in you, they would have known that was just a simple, oh, that was just her moving stuff around and blah, blah, blah. But the part that um, I also wrote down is that he said, I know you uh, lost your late husband, but there ain't no but to it. (laughs) (laughs) Drop the sentence. Drop the sentence, but stops right there. Because when you say, I know you lost your late husband, but that just right there, you're about to go into a judgmental zone. So you got to stop. But well, I do. I do think that because uh, I do. I try to put myself in a, a person's shoes, mm-hmm. you know, so even stating that, you know, you know, yes, it, the the relationship ended by death and he did you know say that you know a couple of times i know that that's why that relationship ended you know and um i it just makes me wonder like when you think of like how long do you like in who the the widow that does whether she has children or not with her late spouse Mm -hmm. like how long do you keep the pictures like out in the open you know, when you are, and I'm not, not just talking just dating, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't think we should be making changes and stuff just because we're dating different people and exploring different things. But, you know, when that relationship moves forward mm-hmm. to something more serious, like, what do you do? Do you have the picture of you and your late spouse? And then now you're bringing pictures of you and your current person. Are they just up simultaneously? Is or does it come a point where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and move this picture somewhere else. It could be, you know, maybe in a different room, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, out in the open, you know, so that you are acknowledging, you know, where you are now. Like, and I'm sure that comes with everybody's um, individual journey, but what are your thoughts on it? Because I'm asking you especially because you have a child, you know, so your child needs that memory of his father. But see, necessarily, like if you have a picture of your wedding picture, for instance, if it's your wedding picture, do you Mm -hmm. need, does does the child need to see the wedding picture or does the child need to see a picture of, you know, just having that picture of his father to always have that memory? Everything is situational. Mm-hmm. And I say that because it depends on the situation. Um, I keep the pictures up of my husband. I think one's at the door. So when you walk in, it's of all three of us. Mm-hmm. And then there's two that his coworkers at General Motors made out of glass 
brick and it honestly is supposed to be a light that comes that's in there that's supposed to light it up but i never got the light um put in there like Mm -hmm. a little tea lamp but i keep those up now what's weird is that his dad died at two so his memory is vague it's very vague and faded because you know as you get older it's Mm -hmm. hard to remember something that when you were two years old for a while when he was small he used to call like every tall guy was daddy, daddy, because again, he doesn't have the full face of what his dad looked like. He even thought one of his close friends was his dad. He was like, isn't that, I said, no, that's not your dad. And I would show him the pictures mm-hmm. of his dad because he's young for that picture and that to stay in his mind of what that looks like. That's why I keep those um, pictures up. And he's very territorial of it because when we had to have the carpet done mm-hmm. a year ago, the guy moved the glass over to take a measurement. And he said, hey, 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 that's my dad. Oh. Don't touch it. You don't don't move my dad. And the guy was like, oh, I'm not going to move on. He's like, that's my, you know, he's very territorial of that, those things. And he's very, um, and that's, she, he got that from my husband. They creatures are habits. If this is how they do things, that's how they expect things. And they would notice when you remove stuff. Just a side note. I removed the air freshener. Remember, I was telling you, I moved it from Black Panther to Spider-Man. He noticed mm-hmm. it. It's the smallest mm-hmm. thing in the room. But the fact that he saw it and he noticed that you changed it, that tells you how detailed he is. Mm. So, yeah, I don't keep the wedding pictures up. I used to have them in my office. I had an angry moment and threw the picture. <laughs> I was going through a parenting um, issue at the time, and I'm trying to overcome it and I was battling the school and um Ox's grades at the time and I just got so frustrated because I'm like why are you not here with me to help me mm. and I end up packing the pictures away um I enjoy seeing the picture it was always a reminder but with me doing that and packing them away and kind of changing the room to a more academic slash girl type of she cave as I call it mm-hmm. I felt I felt a little bit better because even though as much as I love my husband, it's, you know, do it still was the, you know, the reminder of him not being here. So it wasn't serving me a purpose. That's why I said it all depends on the situation because there are others that can have the pictures up and it brings comfort because for some time it did bring comfort. Mm-hmm. I didn't hide my pictures. A lot of people, when they came to my house to help with packing, they wanted to pack it up right away. I said, no, because that was what comfort me. But then yeah. it came to a point where it did not comfort me no more. Mm-hmm. So I was able to pick the pictures up, just like the rings. I wore more rings because his, it was like he was still with me. But when it became uncomfortable or I got to the point where, you know what? If I when I, when I if I choose to move on, my first step I felt like with moving on was to release the rings. Um, and what I mean by releasing them, take them off and put them in a nice little <laughs> area where they would stay sacred. And you know, possibly, you know, my plan is to pass it down to my son when he goes to get married. But um, yeah, no, it's um. It's situational because everybody's situation is not the same. Yeah. And that's, it is a good question. How long do you keep the pictures of when you're dating someone? There are people. Yeah, because a lot of people, they get caught up on that. And yes. I, that's a 
very good things to say is situational. Yes. Everybody has to look at their own situation and do what's right for them. It's yeah. rules out here. But I will say communication for sure is the key. You know, like yes. start dating. I think it's important to have good open communication, you know, with mm-hmm. the person that, you know, you're seeing for where you are in your journey. You know what I'm right. saying? Like if you're, hey, make it clear. I am dating, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, move you in or I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, you know, have this serious commitment. I'm just trying to get to know you. So in right. that stage, you can't come in here making demands like, well, why you still got that picture up? Uh, mm-hmm. Because I want to, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And that and it's okay. Like, I know um, a co-worker of mine mentioned her friend was a widow, but she's dating, but she keeps her wedding ring on, and the guy's okay with it. To me, that guy has came, you know, to me, he has a maturity level where he's like, okay, yeah, I understand this is what she needs. She just lost her husband. Those rings bring her peace. And I understand that I understand my role in this relationship. We don't know each other as well. We're dating. We're getting to know each other. Now, I'm not saying that wasn't a problem two years later, because I think this was way when I first (laughs) became a widow. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned that to me. So they probably now, what, into four or five years if they still together. But it still was like he understood that. Like I said, there's no but to it. I, I understand that you lost your late husband, period. (laughs) <laughs> don't don't add the butt but what the butt beca- makes me that's the trigger that's where i turn on the light switch i said oh you got a butt with this and then we go on the you know tit for tat at this point Again. Oh, see, i guess i'm i'm a little bit more understanding in, in that instance and i think it's, it really depends on you know who you're talking to and like where you know they're yeah. coming from you know what i'm saying because I, I put butts and stuff too sometimes, and I'm not necessarily trying to um, like detract from something, you know. Yeah, my- but I don't want him to take away from that 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 was your husband, like mm-hmm. that's your late husband, and th- there's no comparison to it. Like they, that's the thing he's trying to. Well, would you like if I had my my ex in there? She's still alive. It is different when you lose someone close. You lost somebody close, but to go back to the fact that the pictures are only out to be rearranged, like it went into a whole, like you said, it morphed into something bigger where one thing had to happen, a communication. Oh, why you got the pictures out? And you could have dipped it in the bud right there. Oh, I'm moving it from this shelf to this shelf. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that would have been done. You probably had a long conversation two days later. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was like, oh my god, I can't believe this. You know, <laughs> I just didn't. Like, I, well, I didn't like being like caught off guard because I'm telling you, when he brought mm-hmm. when he brought it up, we were talking about something so unrelated. I think I was like, either I might have shared a story about something at work, and then, and to me, that means it had to really be heavy on his mind because he's not, you know, he's not a confrontational person. He he is one that if he don't like something. He'll make peace with it, you know, and just move on if it's not Mm -hmm. something, you know, catastrophic or, you know, but I think that's just how much it affected him seeing the picture there. And I think it, I I think it was not just the fact that he saw it there, but Mm -hmm. I think it's his manhood was feeling affected because he, in his mind, he's thinking, she knew I was coming over here today. 
So if she knew I was coming over, why didn't she move the pictures knowing that I was coming over? But he didn't know. I think sometimes he takes for granted, like, how busy I am and how mm-hmm. much stuff be going on with me. Because I'm like, heck, I'm looking at a picture right now on, on, on the same fireplace of my son. It's his old, it's like his eighth grade graduation picture. Mm-hmm. For at least the last two weeks, I've been telling myself, you need to put his upcoming senior graduation picture yes. in that frame. <laughs> but I keep walking back. I, I'm not even thinking about it because I'm doing so many different things at one time. Right. And that's what I needed my guy to kind of recognize. It was not intentional. If I had, wa- if I had walked past and noticed those pictures sitting there and, you know, made that conscious connection. Oh, he's mm-hmm. on his way over. Of course I would have put the pictures up. And I think that's what kind of upset me was that but why? he wasn't giving me the benefit of the doubt that um, I wouldn't was... have made him feel any kind of way intentionally. But why would you put it up? I guess I just, what... just want to put it up because I didn't, wouldn't have wanted him to think what he actually wound up thinking because that really wasn't the case. has he has he thought that before um, no i i think that's like really the first time he's ever seen a picture like that why yeah. I, again why i guess that would be a question that's kind of like a panel question would you put the pictures up if you knew somebody was coming over why would you put it up you know what i'm saying if you're comfortable in your space why would it matter if it was put up? And I get why you say you put it up. You just didn't want out of respect for him. Yeah, and that's all it was. It's not like, oh, I'm embarrassed about these pictures being up. I don't know. Like why him. why is it considered disrespectful? Um, well, I guess for me, I would mm-hmm. want the same thing. I would want that same consideration if I was going mm. over to his house. And he happened to have been looking at a picture of him and his ex, regardless of why he was doing it. If you know that your new girl is coming over, mm-hmm. I would want you to put the picture up. Let's see, they're going to comparison again. They're going to comparison again. You said his ex, his ex is still alive. Your husband is deceased. I so just, I, but, I, but I think that, I, I guess I feel like even as a widow, Mm-hmm. I think you still have to have consideration to a person. They're entitled to their feeling. Right. So even though your your spouse is gone by, not by choice, you know, mm-hmm. but because this tragic situation happened, but I would have, because of the fact, now I'm not talking about a picture that I keep out all the time. It's the right. fact that they are not normally out. They were just away. And had yes. I noticed that it was there, I would have put it away, mind you, because he also was coming into my bedroom. And mm-hmm. then my bedroom is an intimate space. So therefore, oh. I wouldn't want a picture of me and my me, me and my late husband. Now, like I said, it was mm-hmm. a very nice picture. We had been at a party. So I'm smiling. My my late husband mm-hmm. is smiling. So I could see how that would make him, you know, like. Ah, uh, she reminiscing on good times, and then here I'm coming over here, you know. But yeah. so just for consideration, I would have put it away. But I just didn't like the fact that he could have been marinating on a negative thought about it. And had he mentioned, 
All I saw in the picture is, were you okay? Like, he could have just asked, oh, are you okay? Because what if I was? Yes, I'm what so glad I you said it. thinking about my late husband. I'm so glad you said it, because that's what I wanted you to get to. Yeah. Instead so of him, Rich, he went to the negative and not realize that he went to a divorcee mindset. Because he's, you know, he's, like you said, his ex, he's been married before he's a divorcee. He didn't go to the mindset of, I'm dating a widow. And I know that's not a title that everybody wants to use, <laughs> but that's the reality of it because that was your late husband. This was where he had his dwelling at. Unfortunately, he lived in the house with you. This is something that y'all shared. Y'all, you know, picked out. This is his house. I mean, it was his house until he passed. Um, again, why not say, hey, are you okay? Or, you know, go a little extra and beyond. I ain't saying go and get some flowers, but you know I like flowers, honey. <laughs> go and get you some flowers or something. Be like, I know that you had the pictures out. You going through it. I know it's been, you know, tough. You got graduation. Your daughter just had a baby. It's getting a little hectic. And these are hitting milestones that you probably wish you had shared with your late husband. What can I do? What is there anything I can do? Uh, are you? Do you need to talk about what's going on in your mind? Do you want to talk about those mm-hmm. feelings? Alyssa, Alyssa. <laughs> Now, now, you, now you have an expectation uh, for these yes, I do. to have. Let's go. Wait a minute. Elevated maturity. I mean, yes. I don't think he has to do all of that, but I think it would have been nice if he did uh, one of the pictures, if he would have thought, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe she had thought about him. Yeah, and and not necessary negative. Yeah. Like, not necessarily negative. That's the part where you got to that part. That's why I was like, that's what I'm trying to get you to see. Like, he should have Take like yeah, it's hard because it's a trigger and it's trauma, and that's something you just have to like I said, it works on your insecurities. But trigger your you know change your mindset like okay, she could just ha- literally had these out. Yes, I didn't know it was in the bedroom, so that kind of changes perspective a little bit. But again, they're just you know pictures that are loose. They're not pictures that was in frames. They not so they're not something that you have out all the time. That's why I would have thought, oh, you're just moving them. But I think I would have took the approach had that been a man I was dating. I think I would have took the approach. And I can say that now because I'm a widow. I could, I probably wouldn't have said that 10 years ago. I can tell you that right now. But as a widow now, I can officially say that I've been like, you know, is everything okay? You having a rough day, blah, blah, blah. But I know how it is to have trauma and, ne- and necessarily go to you know a negative mind space because that's your it's almost like your safety net well just you know i'm gonna ask her you know what's going on and then you weigh in the pros and cons am i doing stuff right and he probably went through all that mental energy Mm -hmm. just to find out that you really didn't have it out um like that but Again, that's something that I feel like you there should be a level of empathy. And yes, I I do expect a lot out of the guys, and that's not you know that's not <laughs> fair. That's not fair. But I do feel like there should be still a dating type of a true guru out here yeah, that you know what? that would know. let you know how to date someone that's not necessarily a widow, but maybe somebody that's grieving, so you know how that empathy at certain times work instead of picking like you said you didn't think nothing other pictures, but afterwards it triggers uh you know some response from back in you know back when. It, it brought up those emotions like, dang, you thought all that. It brought up a different emotion that it shouldn't have on just asking the question. You okay? Like you said, are you okay? 
Anything yeah. I can help you with? You need to talk about anything? I know but, that you had the pictures out. But, you know, I, I think it it brings us to, you know, kind of like the, the, the concluding thing in mm-hmm. this is that it is a challenge, I believe, um, you know, when you are in the exploration stage of, you know, yes. moving on to your chapter two and chapter three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> chapter <laughs> four, <laughs> right? Five or six. You know, you know, but it's a lot. It's really a lot to deal with because, especially as a lot of us are older, you know, we have a lot of stuff from our past that is lingering on, you know, and we carry that with us into every different right, relationship, right. you know, so it is a lot, you know, to be aware of. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to, to also put yourself in another person's shoes, you know, and to try to understand their feelings. And that has to go both ways, you know? So if you're out there dating, you know, mm-hmm. Take those things into consideration, you know, right. open and, you know, have your conversations about where you are, you know, how you feel, what, what you're looking for. You know, I'm still trying to figure out what I want. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it's OK. But like I said, with you, that was an innocent act, I, you know. But it's definitely a good conversation because this could be somebody else's conversation. Hopefully, you know, the people that listen today, you know, got some takeaways from it. But yeah, it is. It's still trying to, you're exploring, you're trying to rediscover yourself. So it's going to always be um, a a battle. And dating is energy. It is. I want to say it wasn't, but it is. It's it's energy. It could be good energy when there's good communication. Let's put it that way. It could be negative when it ain't. (laughs) <laughs> when it's not no yeah, good communication and that's, and that's not good you know and the conversations are hard in relationships and then you they're they're hard enough and then when you throw into the mix you know mm-hmm. loss you know death loss grief and all of that is it's it's a challenge it's hard it's a lot to navigate you know and, and quite honestly i find it very overwhelming Yes. I find it very overwhelming because this, like you said, I am rediscovering myself. And this is like the first time in my life now, like being a widow mm-hmm. and then also not having minor children anymore. Right. I conducted myself very differently in relationships when I was, you know, raising my um, my daughter, you know, and I had my son. I want, I, I had different needs from the relationship i wanted Mm -hmm. something to lead oh i want to get married you know because i got my children and i want to have this family unit Mm -hmm. and it's so different being where i am now like okay i don't have any children i'm kind of like looking forward to you know i'm looking forward to my empty nest when my son college because i've never lived by myself i had my daughter at 19 i was married at 19 and you know, once you have your kids, you know, they, they stay with you, you know. So <laughs> that, that's 20 years, you know, 20 right. plus years, you know, of I, my whole adult life. I had one half a year from 18 to 19 of not having someone else to care for, you know. So it's very interesting being in the space of wanting companionship, but not necessarily wanting 
Like when, when I filled out the dating profile, mm-hmm. I have a hard time filling out that part about like what you want. Because I'd be like, I don't want to rule marriage out, but marriage is not like at the top of my list. I'm right. also looking for a companionship. And I feel like if it leads to marriage, mm-hmm. that would be great, you know, but I will, I, I'm really not there yet. I don't think it would lead. To, I don't know. My friend told me a long time ago, because matter of fact, one of my line sisters is getting remarried um, next month. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, she said, you can't, you don't know if marriage is in your future. Only God knows whether it's there or not. You know, right. so she, she said she didn't, she wasn't looking for it. She didn't think it was going to happen for her again after her divorce, you know, but lo and behold, she found a connection, you know, so I don't know what's in the cars, but like when you're filling out that form, mm-hmm. I don't want to tell people I don't want marriage because I don't want them to think, oh, okay, so she just out here loosey goosey. But then I also don't want to tell them that I do want marriage because it's a lot of people in our age group mm-hmm. that are are looking for spouses. So I don't want somebody coming along trying to, you know, get me to the right the, the wedding chapel in, in one year. You know, yeah. like, oh no, I'm trying to enjoy my freedom. They, they got you at the Victoria down there in Waterford. <laughs> right. Like, come on, I need a wife. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I've been a wife and I mean being a wife, it, it can be a challenge. That was my yeah. and so I'm kind of like, I'm looking for a break right now. And see, that's because, you know, you started your mother, you started motherhood and uh, your wife journey, you know, yeah, yeah, very, or very, very early that, you know, whereas it's a little different. I didn't become a wife to 29. And then I had my first kid at um, 32 going into um, 33. I think that's it, right? 30, maybe 31 going into 32, something like that, because I, I was 34 when I became a, a widow. But I had lived, you know my early uh, 20s, and that was something my auntie always said, you want to get, have your kids and your, get your traveling done in your 20s and have your kids in your 30s. And I was like, what she mean by that? Because I, I wanted to be a young mom, but as I kept going through my 20s, I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> I like getting up and going where I be going and stuff like that. But like I said, it changes. So the empty nest thing is a very... That's the thing. You want the the freedom again. You want to see how it feels to be free. Yeah, it's look, okay. Again, look, I want it for yes. the first time in my yes. life. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. You, you, that's you, what you. I want, shoot. Yeah, you want the freedom, and that's understandable. And that's the, sometimes you like freedom and seeing where the waves go. That might be your description. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that might be the description you have to put. But yeah, I struggle with that too, because as much as I enjoyed being various work, it is. It's work. You have to get used to the personalities again and everything. I want to have fun, but like you said, I ain't loose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to talk to somebody. Like my experience with Comic-Con this weekend, I would have loved to have been able to call somebody of a, you know, a different gender and been like, hey, you know, I went to Comic-Con and we sit there chatting about comic books or like Doctor Strange when I saw the movie. I wanted to, you know, go into my little commentating self and everything but because you know i don't have that at this time what i did was go to youtube and listen to okay <laughs> right to one of the videos and i'm up there yeah girl yeah boy yeah I thought, <laughs> you know what i'm saying because that, you know I, I would love for somebody to have a more interest even if my husband was here i didn't have 
he wasn't interested in Marvel like that. We could have joked about some of the scenes because he'd been like, "Did you see you with her? That's just too much." But yeah, it was. It just it is all about discovering yourself. I would love to have a you know a comic book fan, but not to the point that you got <laughs> that is you know the house you come in. Darth Vader greets us. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. But you can have it stored, especially if it's your passion. I always believe it. Follow your dreams, follow your passions. You become a you. You have a happier life. But girl, I think this has to be one of. I don't know. I don't think it's our longest episode, but it is uh-huh. definitely one of our long episodes. But yeah, I think it was a unpack. much yeah mm-hmm. much needed um conversation. This was a good topic. So until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.